Isn't it good to worship together as one body? It's like the Spirit is especially present when we are together as one people. And uh, we are reading today from the Gospel of Luke chapter 9 in verses 21 through 25. He, Jesus, sternly ordered and commanded them not to tell anyone, saying the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And then he said to them all, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What does it profit them if they gain the whole world but lose or forfeit themselves? This is the word of God for the people of God. Now, this is one of those passages that we all know so well. This idea that if we want to be Jesus' follower, we need to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow. But it is really quite a hard teaching of Jesus. It's not quite as easy as we often uh, think it is. Oh, well, I want to follow Jesus. I'm just going to pick up my cross and I'm going to go. And in fact, Jesus is asking us a question. Which kind of denial are you in? Which kind of denial Are we in? Because when we're really reading the scripture, we're going to find that there's several different forms of denial that are taking place across the scriptures. And uh, I think there are at least two before we get to the kind of denial that Jesus is talking about here. That first kind of denial that we might have is actually a denial of the truth. It's not quite telling the truth. It's like when we're at home and suddenly we hear this big noise in the kitchen and we go running into the kitchen and our five-year-old is there looking at this broken cookie jar and we say, who broke the cookie jar? And the child will say, not me. Like there was some gremlin running through the kitchen, smashed down the cookie jar just as the child was watching. Or in the case of the scriptures, we all know that Peter is going to deny Jesus three times. Well, you know him. Nope, not me. Didn't we see you with him? No, it wasn't me. Now, in this kind of first denial where we're not telling the truth, there is fear. There's fear that something bad is going to happen to me. There's fear that I'm going to have to lose something. Maybe my well-being, maybe, uh, you know, I'm going to get punished. And and so we don't quite tell the truth. And I think there are lesser versions of this in the scripture as well. Uh, for, for For example, Ananias and his wife in Acts, where they sell a piece of property and then they say, but let's only take 
you know, 80% of it and lay it at the feet of the apostles. We'll keep back 20. And when they say, is this all of it? And they go, yeah, yeah, that's all of it. And both of them drop dead. Now, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother sermon. But the point is that they weren't being honest. They were d- denying the truth. And so the first kind of denial is that out of fear, out of losing uh, something, we are going to deny what we know to be true. Now, the scriptures tell us about a second kind of denial, and it's one that we are all uh, familiar with. You know, you'll say, oh, you know, he's in denial. And it's the kind of situation where we have a blind spot. We're in denial because everyone else can see it, but we ourselves are not willing to accept what everyone else knows to be true. So, for example, uh, suppose you have a friend, and this friend has been in a relationship for a long time, and then the other person decides the relationship is over and begins to move on. And your friend says, oh, they'll be back. And you're like, that person's really in denial. This is over and they can't see it, right? So it is that we have this blind spot where we're not seeing something about our lives or about who we are or about how we're following Jesus that puts us in denial. I think a good example in the scriptures is that rich young ruler who comes to Jesus and he says, hey, Jesus, I keep every law. I am really a follower of God. I strive after it. What else do I need to do? And it's almost like he wants Jesus to go, great job, buddy. You're right there. You're doing everything you need to do. And instead, Jesus says, well, go give everything up. Then come follow me. Now, the young man goes away sad, and honestly, I don't really believe that's the end of the story. But I think he's been awakened to a blind spot. I think he didn't realize that Jesus is saying, there are things that you still hold on to that hold you back. And it isn't even so much that Jesus would really mean you've got to give everything up. I don't think Jesus even really means that. But he says, if you want to be a perfect follower of God, you've got to be have a heart and an attitude that's willing to let things go. If it came down to it, would you choose God or would you choose the money back at home? That's really what he's asking. I don't think God ever asks us to give up everything, but God asks us to have a heart that's so totally open to what God might ask of us. So we have this second form of denial that shows up in the scriptures, and it's really about the blind spot, the not being aware of uh, how our discipleship is falling short. Others may see it, but we're in denial. Now that doesn't show up in what Jesus is saying here. Because Jesus is now giving us another kind of denial that he's pointing us toward. And this word in the Greek, there are different words that we'll translate as denial in the scriptures, but this word is aparneomai. 
and it is the strongest version of denial there is. This is a, you got to really, 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 really deny yourself. This is, this is industrial strength denial that Jesus is talking about here. This is the two times the cleaning power kind of denial. This is the really heavy-duty kind of denial. This, this is the strongest possible word that Jesus could have picked here to say you need to deny yourself. And deny really means you need to forget about yourself. You need to let go of your own way. You need to let go of your demands and your insistence and your certainties and your needs and your uh, insistence on this or that. You need, to, you need to focus on God and others. You need to let go of yourself. Then pick up your cross. Daily, he says this, it's a continual everyday process of setting, a self, setting aside yourself so that you can pick up the cross of Jesus. Now, when I was a young Christian and I would read this, I think most of you know that I came to the faith when I was in my 20s. And when I would first read this passage, it was like somehow in my mind, okay, I deny myself, I get a better self. I mean, that, I'm sure, is how I viewed it. If I deny myself, Jesus is giving me a better self. But that's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, you let go of your stuff for the greater good. You let go of your life for the good of the whole Jesus. Let's go of his life for the good of all. I mean, if he had said, you know what, I really dig you guys, but that cross thing, no, that's too much. That's too painful. But not Jesus. He shows us that when we truly want to be his follower and pick up our cross, there is going to be some pain that goes along with that, some things that are hard to let go of. So think about the Apostle Paul in the Scriptures. Right? He was this uh, Pharisee of the Pharisees. He had power. He had privilege. He was able to do all these things. And he was like at the top of the game, the top of society. And then on that road to Damascus, he's blinded and everything changes. And then he begins to follow Christ. Now, some would say, well, Paul gave up everything. Well, I don't think so. He gets a new kind of power. He gets a new kind of authority. He hasn't given up everything, but he's lost the life he had. The life he had was a life that was destructive to others. The life he picks up is a life that is life-giving to others. In fact, if you think about it in the scriptures, before Paul has that change on the road to Damascus, he is alone. He's doing his own thing. He's walking on the road alone. And afterwards, Paul's always in relationship. He's never again by himself, no matter what he's going through, whether he's in prison or shipwrecked. He is always with other people because on that very road, God sends someone to, to accompany him from that point forward. You see, 
This kind of denial is a setting aside my own wants and needs and desires for the sake of the whole, for the greater good, for the kingdom of God. And it, it comes before us now in very powerful ways because we're doing this thing where we're worshiping together and some people are like, I want organ. And some people are like, I want praise team. And some people are like, I love to pass the peace. And some people are like, I hate to pass the peace. And some people are like, I want to worship at 9. And some people are like, I want to worship at 11. And on and on it goes. And some of you are really good and say, hey, the only way we can be together is to compromise. To let go of something of our own way and trust that even though there may be something painful in that, God is at work for a greater good. God is doing more than we can imagine when we cling to the way we think things have to be. Because, you know, you can't get to the resurrection unless you go through the cross. Unless there are things you're willing to let go of, you're not going to get to resurrected life. This is what Jesus is trying to tell us. And he says to us, what kind of denial are you in? Are you pretending to be a disciple even though you really know you're not trying? Are you in denial in which you have these blind spots where you can't see what you need to give to the Lord? Or are we every day doing our best to set aside my will and to say, Jesus, your will, what do others need? What do you need me to do for the sake of your kingdom. You see, when we ask this question, we are reminded again and again that this is not an easy journey that we're on. But day by day, Jesus shows us what it means to live the kind of life we're called to what it means to let go of some things so that we might actually find resurrected life. And so in this day, what kind of denial will we choose? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.